0: This program is made possible by the giving of the God Called Partners of Renner Ministries. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick.
1: Friends, this is Rick Renner, and today I'm at the Pushkin Museum. A fine arts downtown Moscow, Russia. And behind me is a column from a cathedral in Germany from the 15th century, and it is surrounded with Old Testament prophets. This one is Daniel. Look at him. Standing next to Daniel, we see Isaiah. It's interesting that Daniel was not identified by the Jews as a prophet, but he was a prophet, and we all know that Isaiah was a prophet, but both of these men wrote as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. That's what the Bible tells us in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20 and 21. Real prophets don't have the ability to sit down and just at will begin to prophesy. In fact, Peter said very clearly in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21, they can only speak and they can only prophetically operate as they're moved by the Holy Ghost. And today we're going to see how real prophets do not operate and how real prophets do operate. It's very important for you to know the difference. And according to what Peter says, real prophets cannot self-loose or self-will prophetic utterance. They have to be moved by the Holy Ghost. What does that mean? As they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Wow. There's so much packed into that phrase. It's going to be quite eye-opening for you today, and it will reveal so much to you about prophetic ministry, and it's going to be good, so stay with me all the way to the end of the program today. But first,
2: watch this. 30 years in the making, Rick Renner's new book, Apostles and Prophets, is being called Essential Teaching for Every Believer. And now, this book is available anywhere books are sold or online at renner.org. This beautifully bound 750-page book is the definitive study available on apostles and prophets. You'll learn how this essential teaching has been overlooked in the modern church and why it's important for every believer to understand the Bible's definition of these roles.
1: This book lays a biblical, spiritual, intellectual, and historical foundation to the words apostle and prophet.
2: Through its detailed information, Apostles and Prophets allows you to have correct apostolic vision for the church as it is laid out in the New Testament. Through beautiful illustration and detailed descriptions, you'll see what it was like in the early church and how early church leaders operated within these ministry gifts. Call now to get Apostles and Prophets for just $30 or go to renner.org.
1: My friend, I really want you to get your own copy of Apostles and Prophets. The subtitle is Their Roles in the Past, in the Present, and in the Last Days. I wrote this book because today there's so much confusion about who is an apostle and who is not, who really is a prophet and who is not. And I believe that this book will help set it straight for you And I want you to have it. And this is the last week on the program, which we're offering. And today I'm going to be teaching from this book. But we're also offering you the series by the same title. It's 15 parts, it's based on these programs called Apostles and Prophets: Their Roles in the Past, in the Present. And in the last days, church, and it comes with a study guide. And I believe that when you get the study guide, you're going to be stunned because it is so significant. It is just full of points and principles and Greek words and Hebrew words that go along with the entire series so that you can read it while you're seeing it or hearing it. I really want you to get this teaching down deep inside you. But hey, we've already seen what the word prophet means. Then we've seen the four nuances of the word prophet and the four aspects of a prophet's ministry. But today, we're going to see how prophets do not operate and how they do operate. And we're going to begin today by me just reading one paragraph from page 506 in this book, Apostles and Prophets. Listen to this. Because a prophet was such a powerful force in both the Old and Early New Testament periods, at times, frauds. Frauds masqueraded as prophets in order to gain advantage over God's people. They knew that when they said, thus saith the Lord, it caused people to stand to attention. And some false prophets feigned prophetic words to gain a following and to take advantage of the people's hunger and their respect for the voice of God. But now I want you to reach for your Bible and let's go to 2 Peter chapter 2 where the Apostle Peter talks about feigned words and false prophets who will make merchandise of God's people and we're going to see how real prophets do not operate. How they do not operate. And when you come to 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 1, Peter writes, But there were also false prophets among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you. A better translation would be, there shall be false revelators among you. And Peter prophesies, That just like there was a problem with false prophets in the Old Testament, there will be a problem with false revelators in the New Testament. And he says they will secretly bring in destructive heresies. Secretly bring in means they will clandestinely sneak right into the midst of the church destructive heresies. And when you get to verse two, he says, many shall follow their destructive ways. The word many is a Greek word, which means masses. Many, many people are going to be attracted to the ministry of false prophets. And then when you get to verse three, he says, and through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you. That verse is really important. For example, the word feigned in Greek is the word plastos, and it's where we get the word plastic. And here we find a picture of false prophets just making up words at whim, molding words to match whatever they think that listeners want to hear. And they do it not to bring a real word from God, but to make merchandise of God's people. And the word merchandise, the Greek word emporium, and it's where we see a place of commerce, a market, or a retail outlet, but it also denoted in the first century the place where charlatans outwitted naive buyers with sham products. And Peter says in the end of the age, there are going to be false revelators, and when they show up at whim, at will, they will begin like plastic to mold their words to meet whatever they think the listeners want to hear, and they will begin to produce False revelation and false prophecy. And my friends, I want to tell you, there are so many people online today bringing a word from the Lord. You need to really know who you're listening to. Before you buy what you're hearing, you need to be assured these are authentic prophetic voices. And there really are authentic prophetic voices. But Peter said in the end of the age, there shall be false revelators. And then, when you go to 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20 and 21, Peter writes this. Listen to what he says about how real prophets do not operate and how they do operate. He says, "'Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost.'" And notice how he begins in verse 20. He says, knowing this first. And the word knowing is a form of the Greek word ginosko, which here means to really know. You need to really grasp this. You need to really comprehend this. It depicts a never-ending type of knowing or something that should always be known, always known and never forgotten. And then he adds, knowing this first. And the word first is the Greek word proton. The word proton means first, foremost, and above all else. So you could already translate the verse like this. You need to categorically know this and never forget what I'm about to tell you. And then he adds, no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. Now, let's quickly go to page 511 in this book, Apostles and Prophets, because I want you to hear what these words, private interpretation, really mean. Listen to this. The word interpretation is a translation of the Greek word epilusis, which is a compound of the words epi and lucis. The word epi means upon, and lucis means to loose to set free, or to release. But when these two words are compounded to form the word epileusis, which here is translated as the word interpretation, it depicts a loosing or releasing that occurs at one's own will. Mm. So the words of any private interpretation depict something that is loosed or released by one's own will. It pictures something that is, please hear this, self-loosed, self-produced, self-propelled, or self-generated by one's own will. My friends, Peter uses this word epilusis to tell us that true prophetic utterances are not self-loosed, they're not self-produced, they're not self-propelled, they're not self-generated by one's own will. That is precisely what Peter says. But then we continue, and he says... Holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And those words, as they were moved, is extremely important. But first, let me give you the RIV of the verse until this moment. The RIV of 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20 is like this. Listen to this. It is amazing. You need to categorically know this and never forget what I'm about to tell you about true prophetic utterances. First, Foremost and above all else, you need to know and never forget that emphatically no prophecy of the Scripture is self loosed, self produced, self propelled, or self generated by one's own mere will. Well, then, how did Old Testament prophets operate? How do New Testament prophets operate? Well, he tells us in the following verse, verse 21. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man. You see, there it is again. It's not self produced. It's not self generated. It's not by the will of man. But holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Look at that phrase, as they were moved. And I want to read to you from page 518 in my book, Apostles and Prophets. Listen to this. Peter says, as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And the word that he uses here is a Greek word that pictures something that is being carried along, perhaps like a leaf being carried by a gust of wind or like the current in a river that carries something like a fallen branch downstream. The leaf or the branch have no inherent ability to move by themselves and will only be moved if wind or current carries them along. This, of course, means that the leaf or the branch is dependent upon the wind or current. And if the wind suddenly stops blowing, it means the leaf will fall to the ground. If the current stops flowing, the branch will lay motionless in the water for it has no ability to move without the current. The movement for the leaf or the branch depends entirely on the wind or current that carries them along. This is so very important for you to understand. But there's something else very important for you to know about this. Because this phrase, as they were carried along, was also used in ancient times to depict a ship whose sails were set to catch the wind. This is such a beautiful picture of true, authentic, prophetic ministry. Peter was a fisherman by profession. So he chose an illustration that was very clear to him and that well conveyed the truth. He wanted to communicate about how real prophets do operate. And in the same way that ships were dependent upon the wind to be carried along in a forward movement, prophets are depending upon the wind of the Holy Spirit. If the wind stopped blowing, a ship became immobile, often sitting in sweltering sea temperatures for hours and hours or days and days. Sailors were forced to wait for the wind because without it, there was nothing they could do to make the ship move. No wind meant no movement. But the moment the wind began blowing again, the already hoisted sails caught the wind and the ship was once again carried across the sea. But the movement of the ship depended entirely upon the wind, and sailors understood. Please hear this as I'm reading to you from page 521. Sailors understood their total dependence on wind. So to prepare for movement, they hoisted huge sails above the ship to catch the wind the moment it began to blow. And even with the sails hoisted into place, the ship nonetheless remained motionless until the wind began to blow. Then because workers had prepared the wind by raising the ship's sails, the ship was ready to move the moment the wind began to blow. So it was the function of the sailors to make sure those sails were hoisted and were ready to catch the wind the moment the wind began to blow. And now Peter uses this illustration to explain how God moves upon genuine prophets. And according to Peter's illustration, true prophetic utterances without the movement of the Holy Spirit is impossible. If the Spirit is not moving, yet people are still attempting to prophesy, it becomes nothing but the contrived utterances of men that are self-willed or self-projected. And there's a vital lesson for us in this illustration. Whether you're a prophet or whether you're just a believer, our job is to spend time raising our sails, hoisting our spiritual sails so we can move when the Holy Ghost says it's time to move. And when He breathes, we will catch the wind of the Spirit and will be propelled forward, not by our own self-will, but by the Holy Spirit who has moved upon us. Do you see how very important This is, but according to Peter in 2 Peter chapter 2, prophets self-generate prophecies by themselves at will, but not real prophets. Real prophets do not have the power to self-propel or self-generate or self-loose prophetic utterances, but the job of a prophet primarily is to make sure he's raising his sail, he's hoisting his sail, and he's ready the moment that God is ready to speak. That is exactly what we are taught by Scripture. And that's what the Bible means when it says no prophecy of the Scripture is without any private interpretation. We can't self-will these things by ourselves, But holy men of God, according to verse 21, spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And we have a wonderful example of this in Luke chapter 2, verses 25 to 33, where the Bible tells us about a prophetic individual who lived in the city of Jerusalem, whose name was Simeon. And the Bible tells us, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel and the Holy Ghost was upon him. In fact, this Simeon had a reputation for being a prophetic individual. And it was revealed to him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Now listen to this. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. He had his spiritual sails hoisted and the Holy Spirit breathed and blew and he was moved by the Spirit to come into the temple at the very moment when Jesus was being dedicated by his parents and he began to prophesy over Jesus. We have another example in Acts chapter 11, verse 28 of a prophet named Agabus. And the Bible says, and there stood up one of them named Agabus, who signified by the Spirit. Notice those words, by the Spirit. He was not producing a prophetic utterance on his own. He was being moved as the Holy Spirit breathed into his spiritual sails. He signified by the Spirit that there should be a dearth throughout all the world which came to pass in the days of Claudius Caesar. Then when you come to Acts chapter 21, verse 8, we find that this same Agabus shows up again. And the Bible tells us in Acts 21, verse 8, and the next day, We that were of Paul's company departed and came to Caesarea, and we entered into the house of Philip the evangelist, which was one of the seven, and we lived with him. And the following verse tells us that he had daughters who prophesied. Paul was there in that house a great number of days, and during those days, those daughters never uttered a prophetic word. But then verse 10 tells us, and we tarried there many days, and there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus, verse 11, and when he was come unto us, he took Paul's girdle and bound his own hands and feet and said, Thus saith the Holy Ghost, and Agabus began to prophesy. Those girls did not catch the wind of the Holy Spirit to prophetically operate. But when Agabus came, the Holy Spirit breathed upon his spirit. He caught that movement of the Holy Spirit, and it was that movement of the Holy Spirit which enabled him to speak. And real prophets do not self-loose, self-propel, or self-generate prophetic utterances at will. They don't just like plastic makeup words to fit the whims of the listeners, but real prophets are those who are hoisting their spiritual sails so that if God chooses to speak, they will catch the wind of the Spirit and be able to prophetically operate. And in fact, the RIV of 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20 is like this. You need to categorically know this and never forget what I'm about to tell you about true prophetic utterances. First, foremost, and above all else, you need to know and never forget that emphatically no prophecy of the scripture is self-loosed, self-produced, self-propelled, or self-generated by one's own mere will. Then the RIV of 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 21 is like this, but on the contrary, and clear to the other end of the spectrum, authentic divine utterances were not produced by man's mere willpower, wits, or initiative, but they were spoken by common people whom God touched, set apart, and consecrated for His own special purposes. I'm talking about those who learned to hoist their sails to catch the wind of the Holy Spirit. And as the Holy Spirit moved upon them, they caught His wind and were enabled to speak and to move prophetically that's how i would translate second peter chapter 1 verse 20 and verse 21 and here we find the real prophets never 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 move by themselves just like a ship cannot move without wind. A prophet cannot prophetically operate unless the Spirit of God moves upon him. And if anyone is self-willing or self-generating prophecies by themselves, then they're not moving in authentic prophetic ministry. But a real prophet is one who spends a lot of time, a lot of time privately setting his sails so that when the Spirit of God is ready to speak, his spiritual sails are raised. They've been hoisted and he's ready to move when the spirit of god moves upon him and it is that movement of the holy spirit which enables him to prophetically operate so today we've seen how real prophets do not operate and how real prophets do operate but hey we're just getting started and when we come back tomorrow We're going to pick up right here, but I'll be back in just a moment and I want to pray for you.
0: These days, a lot of people are being called apostles or prophets, but are real apostles and prophets still alive, well, and operating in the body of Christ today? In this much needed powerful series, Apostles and Prophets, Rick Renner covers what an apostle is and what an apostle is not. What are the signs of a true apostle? Why would anyone claim to be an apostle if he wasn't an apostle? What does the word prophet really mean? What do we know about how real prophets do and do not operate? What about false prophets? This 15-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $24. And right now, we urge you to get Rick's new book, Apostles and Prophets, Their Roles in the Past, the Present, and the Last Days, with over 700 pages of information to help fortify a solid foundation underneath your life for the special introductory price of $30. Joseph Z, founder of Z Ministries and best-selling author, says, armed with his Bible, historical examples and decades of tenured experience, Rick has produced a scholarly masterpiece that will right-size the mania, purge the dysfunction, confront willful ignorance, and cause celebration among the lovers of the Word of God. And Flashpoint host Gene Bailey says, this is not a stuffy manual on how to be an apostle or prophet. You will want to keep this book nearby the next time a question arises on the subject of apostles and prophets. Don't miss this exciting offer, the 15-part series, Apostles and Prophets, and the insightful and penetrating book, Apostles and Prophets. Call the number on your screen or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
1: Hey friends, this is Rick Renner. And today I am standing in the foyer of Rick Renner Ministries in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I just wish I could pick you up and bring you here to see all the wonderful ministry that is happening in this facility where we receive thousands and thousands of phone calls from people just like you to reach out to us for prayer and for teaching, they can trust. Proverbs 10, 21 says, the lips of the righteous feed many. And we know that's our job. Our job is to feed many. And I wanna say thank you to you for everything you've helped us do with your giving. You helped us construct our studio, purchase this building. And now in phase three of our ministry expansion program, we're wanting to pay this facility off so we can liberate all that money to take the teaching of the Bible around the world on additional channels and venues. And by being a part of our giving team, you can really help us make this happen. If you're not already a part of our giving team, please pray about joining us. And together we can join hands and through teaching of the Bible, And by ministering to people that reach out to us and by sending teaching products around the world, we can really change people's lives. And it's amazing to me that today it's never been easier to make an impact in somebody else's life right from where you are. So thank you for praying about being a part of our giving team. And the moment you join, I want you to really expect the power of God to show up in your life. My friend, we have covered a lot of material today and tomorrow we're going to be seeing how many individuals in the New Testament are actually called prophets. People often talk about Old Testament prophets. Well, who were the contemporary prophets in the New Testament? That's what we're going to see tomorrow and it's going to be rich. But I want you to order the entire series, which is called Apostles and Prophets. It's 15 parts and it's based on these programs. The subtitle says their roles in the past, present And in the last days, church, my friends, apostles and prophets are to operate in the church to the end of the age, so we need to know what the Bible says about them. And this series comes with a wonderful study guide, and we're offering you, this week is the last week we're offering it, my book, which is called Apostles and Prophets, Their Roles in the Past, in the Present. And in the last days, this is a book you need to have in your spiritual library. And it's one that you should purchase for your pastor because he will devour it. Wow. But you can order all these things by going online or by giving us a call right now. And when you reach out to us, please let us know how to pray for you because we are people of prayer. And miracles happen when we pray, and God will do a miracle for you. So call us or send us your email. But Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you that we can dive into the Bible that is just so rich. We thank you for the truth of Scripture that just sets us on a solid foundation. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll see you tomorrow. But remember Ecclesiastes 8.4. It says, where the word of a king is, there is power. Hey friends, we're coming to an area near you and we want to invite you to come to one of our meetings. Sunday, February 5th, we're going to church for all nations in Colorado Springs and we will be with pastors Mark and Linda Coward. Then on Sunday, February 12th, we're going to be at Legacy Church with Pastor Jeremy and Sarah Pearsons in Green Mountain Falls, Colorado. Then on Thursday, February 16th, Denise is having a women's meeting at the Stony Creek Hotel in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. On Saturday and Sunday, February 18th and 19th, we're going to be at the Living Word Christian Center with Pastor Mack Hammond in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. And on Sunday, February 26th, we're going to be at Faith Family Church with pastors, Mike. Michael and Vicki Bang in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. But please go to our website to affirm all these times and all these
0: dates, and we look forward to seeing you there. Renner Ministries is proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ through every available media to the uttermost parts of the earth. Discover the many ways you can help us make a difference in lives around the world with the Word of God we invite you to partner with us in teaching, strengthening, and rescuing lives for the glory of God. Together, we can make a difference that will last throughout eternity. This program was made possible by the giving of the God called partners of Renner Ministries,